Good evening, everyone. Happy Friday. Uh, welcome to the Inside Notebook. Um, John's back. Hi, John. How you doing? Good evening, Gav. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, I'm okay, mate. Yourself? I'm good. I could do with a winner or two. Uh, I hope that's what you're here for, right? That's why you turn up every other every other Friday. Um, so hopefully you can sort us out with a winner or two. Uh, we had a full week of championship action, a bit in League One, a bit in League Two. And obviously we saw a, a full EFL slate last Saturday. John, any thoughts? What can you reflect on? Any opportunities coming our way, do you think? Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting midweek slate, actually. Uh, I watched the Cheltenham-Bolton game. Uh, I was interested in how Cheltenham would cope without Alfie May, mm-hmm. who's going to be out for at least two months, it seems. Um, Caleb Taylor was a standout performer at the back. Uh, I know a lot of people have mentioned him. I'm not sure how he can't get a look in at West Brom, even. Uh, he's definitely good enough for the championship, or at least worth a go in the championship. Good to hear. Uh, also, yeah, I also thought Taylor Perry was quietly good in the middle he's on loan from Wolves I think uh, they pushed forward Ryan Broom a bit more in Alfie May's absence and he, and he got the late winner uh, very, say, very very deserved victory mm-hmm. uh, a bit worrying for Bolton without Connor Bradley they've got nothing at all down the right side uh, they had uh, MJ Williams played there who looks very, he's very good defensively but just doesn't go forward at all uh, certainly not to the same level as Bradley does mm-hmm. and it was It was James Trafford in goal who kept them in the game, really. He looks like, along with Caleb Taylor, I'd say he's outgrowing this level already. Excellent with the ball at his feet as well. So, yeah, that was an interesting game to watch. So, enjoyed that. They rely on those wing-backs on both sides, don't they, Bolton? um... Definitely, yeah. It's all all channeled down the the wings. And when when you've got someone who's not naturally used to doing that it really shows and they they just I think Bradley's back this weekend so it shouldn't be an issue but it was interesting how devoid of ideas they looked without him actually I went to Burton on Tuesday night I tell you what Fleetwood are quite good I've, I've dismissed them yeah some I, of the I data this, this season I know a few people that went and come back with with the same reflections that I did and they Scott Brown is intense doesn't even begin to describe it he, he you know he's in your face um he, he lives every kick every single decision you know but it, the team epitomize yeah. what he represents really Rooney and McAdam on the left Andrew and Mendes Gomez uh, sorry, Rooney and McAdam on the right, Andrew and, and Mendes Gomez on the on the left. Good partnerships everywhere you look across the park. I thought Rooney was the one from kind of the right side of defence for the notebook. Bigger price than I thought actually, but you know, constantly overlapping. I think two shots in the last uh, in the last three games, and um, had a fairly decent scoring record up in Scotland. So perhaps not your 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 average kind of right back or or, or player attacking from the right. Um, what else did I see? Uh, Coventry. I saw Coventry at home on a Saturday. Um, beat Middlesbrough. Um, Chris Wilder. That, that's what did for him. They were much better in the last month, I think, Coventry. Um, mentioned in the blog last week about the quality of these young centre-backs that they make these days. Panzo and Doyle, three clean sheets in a row. Another test against Burnley on Saturday, which um, Ian Matson missed the midweek, but one for the former club system. Um, and the, the only thing, other thing I know is, hey, that the midweek blog that I'm putting up every every Tuesday afternoon, Grant Hanley was another notable from that one in the week. Um, yeah, that's uh, it was a sixteen to one winner for Norwich, which followed up a twenty to one winner the week before. If you uh, if you want that delivered straight to your inbox, head to the website and subscribe. And the only one I had was Jaheem Headley, um, who I thought should be in everyone's 
notebook for Harrogate. Looks like he gets a few, more than a few decent quality pot shots off, um, 18 to 1 to follow up against Colchester. Although, Cole, that, that game might take our attention elsewhere. We shall, um, I shall let people um, hear that later on. Uh, and the only the other the only other three words that I've got on my um, on my reflections, John was Ben Bloody Cabango, who went without without a penny on at thirty threes in the week. Um, yeah, uh, are are you listening, Don Goodman? Are you listening? He knew he knew all along. Well, the clues yeah. were there. Probably not. Probably not. But you never know. Um, yeah, it was good to see. That was um, that's two goals for Swansea in the last week now. So that matches the whole of last season's total. Um, uh, yeah, in the championship, just quickly, Jaden Bogle, who's been out since February, injured. First start back as a left wing back. He's always very far forward and he was as forward as ever, if not more. Uh, big threat positionally. He's shortened up a lot already, but there's still a big price out there. The only reason I haven't considered him is I just wonder whether he'll start again, second start back from a big absence. Um, so... He's won for the two o'clock teams on Saturday for Sheffield United, Jaden Bogle. In League Two, there's a player that I'll talk about later, but there's another one. I gave a brief preseason mention to Marcus Dackers, mm-hmm. who um, at Salford, he, now this is actually going down to the conference, which I don't normally pay attention to, but just because I've seen his name crop up a few times, he's actually scored three and four, I think now. Um, now, the thing here is they've, South End have got yet another transfer embargo for about the 50th time in the last 10 years. And I think the loan runs out after this game at the weekend. Uh, thanks to Lou on Twitter, who told me that told me all this, by the way. Uh, so I'd be, just be interested. I, I think he's going to be worth a spin for a League Two side if, if they can't get it extended at South End. So I'll just keep an eye on that one. Lou's a good follow on Twitter if you want to follow... Yeah, you know, someone who follows a football club that has been through, the, you know, the mill through the last three or four years. Um, not often some good news coming from South End, but if there is some, then then lose your man on on, on Twitter. Um, anyone else? Uh, that's it, really. Uh, there's there was Bob, Bobby Faulkner at Doncaster, who's a, a young, very young centre back, who's very highly rated. Who I think they've already turned down a few bids for last season before he even played much. Uh, he's only 18, but he, he scored against Hartlepool after he replaced the uh, your man Joseph Aluwu at the weekend. Um, it wasn't really a good chance, but I just like the way he half turned on the finish and just finished it like a sort of natural forward player, really. Um, whether he can do that again, I've no idea, but he, I think he's a player to watch in general. Um, I saw Gary McSheffrey this week say that they've they've had a couple more inquiries about him in the last couple of weeks, so. They, well, they need to keep hold of him because they've hardly got any defenders. But, uh, yeah, Bobby Faulkner's interesting at Donny as well. I'll take the uh, – I'll hold my hands up and take the blame for Alowu getting injured. What was I put him up one yeah, week in the, in the in the podcast <laughs> and he gets he gets injured after 10 minutes and what, he's out for the next six weeks. So I'll um, I'll take the blame for that one. Uh, John, let's, let's head into our naps next best for the weekend. Uh, lead us off with your nap for uh, the weekend slate in the EFL. Yeah, sometimes the obvious is the best way. And this this is obvious and the price is already massively under pressure, but there's still a very fair price out there at the time of recording. And it is 
Cyrus Christie for Hull at Huddersfield. This is on Sunday, 18 to 1 best price at time of recording. Like I say, this is an old school positional one. I thought the days of these were over, to be honest, but we've got lucky here with the game. This game was priced up before Hull's Wednesday game. Now, if it had been priced up after that, he never would have been put up at the opening show of, I think there was 20s around. Um, he came on after an hour against Luton at the weekend, last weekend, as a as a right winger, had one shot, wasn't on for that long. He played the full 90 on Wednesday night as a right midfielder, right winger, however you want to view it, very far forward. Good interchange with Louis Cole on the right. They used him a lot. He had three shots for a total of 0.25 XG, a couple from inside the area, one just outside. Uh, we've even got a, a further added bonus here. It looked like Martins was going to come in and manage this game. Now the talks have broken down and Andy Dawson's going to remain in charge, at least for this weekend. Could be a lot longer. So I can't see any reason he won't start again. Uh, now it's not just positional because Cyrus Christie played in the very similar role for Swansea 19 times last season, scored three times. That's not full games, that's in appearances. Uh, throwing another bonus, that everything's going great for this one, apart from it'll be a value loser probably. Uh, since uh, Mark Frotherham's come into Huddersfield, they've been a lot more open and expansive. There's been plenty of goals in the last few games. They look a little bit like they're learning his systems a bit. Uh, I just think the way the the way the price has crashed tells you it's wrong. I think anything above ten to one is a bet. Uh, if you can still get the eighteens, it's it's a no brainer. I've backed him in all markets. First hole scorer, two plus. Uh, first player to have ten shots that don't go in. Whatever you like. So it's uh, <laughs> Cyrus Christie at eighteens for hole against Huddersfield, and it's on Sunday that one. I love it. It's um, we've all read this book before, though, haven't we? We got we got the the right. Oh, it's too it's too good. The right it's price. too good. Yeah. Um, it's played. This this story's been played out a million times already. Um, hitting the uh, the crossbar incoming on Sunday, but let's let, let's I'm let's hope that um, the good old fashioned punters get paid out this Sunday for for recognising opportunity and making the layers pay. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to go to League Two for my nap. Uh, this is a this is a call out to, to Bosch McIntosh on Twitter. Uh, Ross, today is the oh. day, or sorry, Saturday is the day that we get paid. Um, it's Tom Dallison's time. Let me tell you about Tom Dallison versus Harrogate in the last eighteen months. Played three games, uh, had three shots, had two on target, scored a goal, got an assist, one point three one xg. He's played well over a hundred games in his career. Yet nineteen percent of his career xg comes against Saturday's opponents, who, by the way, we know are in horrible form. Uh, let's look at the evidence. Um, Dallison is a you know almost semi-permanent fixture in the notebook because of some clear-cut chances earlier in the season. Should have got off the mark in the opening cup tie against Brentford. Handful of headers elsewhere. High on quality, low on quantity, I've got in my notes just here. Uh, been a few weeks since he's registered a chance, but you know looked over the corners that um, Colchester have had against Wimbledon and Rochdale. He's still there looking half a threat. Could potentially have got on the end of a couple... 
Harrogate lose an extraordinary amount of aerial duels in their own area. I counted 14 or 21 against Stevenage, who were pretty direct. Lost five or seven against Stockport. And they were just the ones, John, I could be bothered to count up when I was ankle deep in some confirmation bias. Uh, I didn't need anything else. I think he is at 18 to 1. Um, I'll double check that. But 18 to 1, Tom Dallison versus Harrogate on Saturday. Love it. Ross will be happy with that one. He's um, he'll be very happy. You know. Now for for the next best, uh, I've never asked this of you before, Gav. But can I take you to your happy place? It's here. You, I'm already here, John. With you on a flight. You're already here. Okay. Uh, well, uh, not quite just your happy place. Your Dan happy place. <laughs> Good. Like uh, if that's not if that's not forcing in a um, whatever that was, I don't know what is. But I'm gone with Dan happy for. Lane Torian against Doncaster at 20s. Uh, it seems to be the weekend where we're picking each other's favourites in a way, but we'll, um, we'll go on, come on to that with your next one, I know. But uh, this is really more of a against Doncaster than it is being particularly with Hape. Um Doncaster, always a side that we're happy to be against for, for this purpose anyway. As mentioned earlier, Falcon has come in, looks very promising, but Aluwu being out for at least six weeks is in no way a positive because he's their best aerial defender. Uh, the experienced Tom Anderson isn't ready yet, according to what I've read. I think he's back on, in midweek. And even old pod favourite Carl, if you know, you know, is also possibly <laughs> missing from uh, right back who... Okay, he's not great in the air, but he's a he's a consistent performer at right back. So potentially there's at least two changes in the back line here. Uh, Hape himself, you know, I'm not going to lie to people, he stalled a bit this season. He, like, compared to last season, he's nowhere near the data he was getting. There's been a few sporadic showings. Omar Beckles is is a much more obvious selection, but his best nine to one. If he was double figures, I probably would have gone for him. But being a bit greedy, but this is. Almost last chance saloon for me with Hape. So Dan Hape at 20s for Late Orient at Doncaster. Happy days indeed. Thanks, John. Uh, before we, I don't know what I was talking about. Tom Dallison at 18. He's 33 to 1. Uh, so everyone charged mm. towards Skybet. Fill up your Skybet account and um, 30, take advantage of the 33 to 1 because Saturday's the day. Uh, next best. I just couldn't resist it. There's so many more that I wanted to put up. Uh, you've put up one that I normally put up and I've put up yeah. one that you normally put up. Uh, there will be a, a huge sense of irony if we manage to get each other's selections in. I think... Whilst looking through the coupon, I just think you've got to have an Ipswich set piece threat on side this week when they play Morecambe. Um, it looks an yep. obvious selection. I think you stick a line through Donna Cien, who doesn't get on the end of many. Wolfenden is probably a few points short than he should be. You weigh it all up. You check that he started the last few games, and we land on George Edmondson attacking the penalty spot to, to smash in ahead of it, sixteen to one against the Morecambe side that continued to give up opportunities from corners. Two against Sheffield Wednesday, another against Bristol Rovers. I think the analyst um, they're going to tell you that they give up more than six shots a game from set plays, which is good enough for us. Ipswich going to have a mountain share of the ball. You know, I looked everywhere, but you know. You kind of want to pass him over because we've mentioned him plenty of times before, but there's no doubt that he's got to be on the list for me, um, despite 
well, I'm sensing it's probably a barrage of eye rolls that I'm no doubt getting from half of our listeners. Uh, so George Edmondson, 16-1 to 1 for Ipswich against that vulnerable Morecambe side is my next best as well. Uh, anything else almost make your list, John? Yeah, there was a few. I mean, the, the nap was obvious for me, but the, the next best could have been any of these. Uh, as I mentioned, Bogle at Sheffield United. If I knew he was playing, he would be the next best. Um, when I first looked at the coupon without before I'd spotted uh, Cyrus Christie, I was interested, more interested in any Huddersfield defender because we know about whole set-piece weakness and Huddersfield, since Fotheringham's come in, have scored two, uh, scored two goals from corners in midweek, one last Saturday. Uh, the most obvious name there would be Tom Lees, who actually scored against Hull in this fixture last season. Uh, Sorba Thomas looks revitalised and he's the key to the delivery. And the way he's been talking, and uh, I think it was Dwayne Holmes who said that he feels like it's when David Wagner came in years ago. Uh, I know they're doing. I know they're doing double sessions. I think even treble sessions. So I'm pretty confident Huddersfield will come good soon. Uh, and if uh, I might even still back Lee's if he's the price, um, even though I back Christie because I think he he's definitely playable uh, in League One. All that you've said about being against Morecambe. I didn't like Derek Adams' comments this week. There's takeover going on as well. Um, he's talking about other things that he can't talk about, but he is talking about without saying what it is. <laughs> they've got they've got a mini injury crisis as well. They've got suspensions. I mean, it's all in the, the price in the match odds, but the more you look at it, the the Edmondson price doesn't make a lot of sense because that's pretty much his normal price. Um, mm. I even looked at Sam Morsey and I, I never thought I'd see the day when Sam Morsey was nine to two best price. Um, you know, I, th- I thought I sort of hit my head against the computer when I saw that because <laughs> he does, uh, he, in the, in the games this season, he has been, especially when they've been heavy favorites, he's got quite a lot of good data and he hit the bar midweek when they're three and up against is, Cambridge, yeah. but I can't, I can't entertain him at that price. Um, League One again, Liam Kitchen, who was my only play last weekend. I think you like him again. Um, mm-hmm. He definitely will land soon, and the price looks okay. Uh, League Two, uh, this one's for the Montserratian transmitter again. Uh, <laughs> Donver and Daniels, yeah, cheer in the back row. We haven't heard his name for a few weeks. Um, the reason for this one other than what we've talked about before, is uh, Will Nightingale's out for Wimbledon. Another long-term injury for him. He's had a few in his career, um, unfortunately. But that's definitely not going to help, as we've mentioned many times. So they're vulnerable anyway. I think they're even more vulnerable today uh, on uh, the weekend. And the other game, which I couldn't find the player in, but uh, I was desperate to try and find the Newport defender against Rochdale. This feels like a real six-pointer already. Um, Newport bowl accounts were desperate in midweek uh, and manager under pressure but they did score a set piece last weekend um, and Rochdale had given up as much as always but I couldn't find the Newport player or Newport defender anyway that appealed uh, did you have a look at that game at all? You mentioned it I've backed the uh, Farku Hazen sometimes but he doesn't really only because yeah. you can pick out one but he doesn't really I think represent much of a threat. Dolan takes out a, a lot of the market, does he? But we know that he's not a, a proper, a proper defender, do we? So, no, um, yeah. uh, agree with. Uh, I have plenty on the list. Agree with Liam Kitchen. Um, I agree with actually with what everyone everyone's saying about Barnsley. Actually, it looked like a, a side on the move. Um, 
good price at 18s. Although uh, uh, he's he's down as like almost half a goal XG against Fleetwood last weekend, and I watched it back, and I'm not sure whether he got a touch. Actually, it looks like one of those where he's been given no, he's been given um, a, he's given it a, a fair chunk of data for that, which I don't think was uh, was, yeah. was uh, no, known as the uh, known as the Harvey Rogers XG. That one, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So if you're looking at the data, always good to have a look a little look behind it because um because there could be some uh, some mistakes there. And and after actually uh, you know belittling. Richard Wood's achievements last week. I thought he was an astonishing price at twenty to one to go in against Blackburn, who were you know fairly vulnerable from from set pieces. Certainly from a from a data data point of view, you know I was very close to um to putting up Richard Wood as a headline selection this weekend. Um, but the twenty to one, he'll, he'll he'll definitely be on the list for Rotherham, yeah, against against Blackburn. Um, but as usual, yeah, plenty of maybes. But I think you know Kitchen Wood. Um, and and the people that we've that we've mentioned over the podcast are going to be are going to be there or thereabouts. Um, last couple of notices, I guess, for everyone. I, I was reminded this week there's a forum on the website. I, I stuck something up a, a couple of months ago, just a place to share what you've seen. And so, if anyone wants to head there and have a general discussion around um, what they've maybe seen in some of the data, what they've seen with them in watching football, Craig Bradley, the, the Plymouth uh, Villa fan, has started us off with um, with noticing a Wickham player that's been getting on the end of a few chances. So. Um, so if you want to head over to the to the website and onto the forum, there, there hopefully should be some good stuff. It's the kind of community I think the notebook one that that relies on, you know, a, a bit of shared interest and people helping others um, understand what it is that they've seen and um, and where there might be some opportunities. So that that feels a, a good place to do that. Other than that, John, any football plan for you this weekend? No, I was going to go to Donny versus Late Orient, but there's. Um about as many train strikes as there are me putting up non-runners so it's uh, another train strike yes yeah it's a it's a um it's a no-go for me but yeah i'll just be uh it looks like a good weekend to be over the team news as ever because there's quite a few that i'm interested in so it does. I'll get to uh, the Rico nice and early to make sure I'm doing just that as Coventry face uh, Burnley. We've, we've built up a bit of a, um, a rivalry with Burnley for no reason other than they wanted to buy Callum O'Hare for, I think, a couple of million quid. And we went back and said 70 million quid is, is, uh, is what we want. And they said, don't you know who we are with all of our parachute payments? And we said, we don't care. And now they hate us and we hate them. So that should be interesting. Looking forward to that. Should be a good game of football as well. Commentary stand a decent chance. Good luck to the Sky Blues this weekend. Good luck to you, John. Good luck to everyone that's having a bet this weekend. Uh, and we shall speak to everyone next week. Good luck, everyone.